Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As you may already know, not all movement practices are designed in an equal way. In the Lit Yoga Method, we help you retrain your brain and body to move better for everyday life. Through physical therapy drills, yoga, functional mobility, core stability, and flexibility, the Lit Method rewires habitual movement patterns and postural imbalances to help you feel stronger, more energized, and more balanced, both on and off the mat. Our online platform, The Lit Daily, is designed for easy convenience with a robust offering of class types, so you can boost your energy while getting stress relief. Improved brain wiring means you will move with more ease and efficiency because we teach you the how and why behind movement choices, not just poses for the sake of poses. All movement teachers on the platform are certified by LIT and share a common language providing education with clear cues that give you the needed reinforcement for enhancing your movement habits. Thousands of students in over 50 countries get LIT to feel more confident, more powerful, and more alive. We offer two subscription options for all levels and bodies. The Lit Daily option consists of over 500 classes in our library, with so many categories I can't even list them, but some include short on time, injury prevention, stress reliefs, and different body parts. There's also a Tuesday and Thursday live class that's streamed on the daily, and there's always a class of the day to help you take the guesswork out of what class to do. Lit Daily members also get 50% off the monthly workshops. The Lit Prime subscription offer has everything in the daily plus over 20 weekly live Zoom classes with Lit teachers providing real-time feedback. This is wonderful for community and to get your feedback from a teacher for your own alignment. We also get free monthly workshops in the Lit Prime option. Both of these are streamable right into any TV or device through an Android, iPhone, and iPad apps. Movement changes everything, and when we move better, we feel better. So sign up for our free two-week trial and see how getting lit can help you feel your best today and for years to come. I'm Laura Hyman, and welcome to Redefining Movement, a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others, so together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monthly Motivation. This month, we are going to focus on having a strong heart. We want a strong heart emotionally, of course, but we are really going to discuss the biological strong heart, the organ in our body 
that is keeping us alive and that really can help with our longevity. And I think longevity is such a big focus now as it should be. And a strong heart is a huge key to that. And I'm going to bring in some information that I've gathered from Harvard Health, Columbia University, and Dr. Peter Atia, who I've talked about in another podcast, a little bit from Dr. Andrew Huberman and Dr. Stacy Sims. So let's really focus on getting a strong heart. The heart is like any other muscle and it can weaken over time. And this happens just like all the other muscles, the skeletal muscles in your body, if you're sedentary. So imagine you're 50 years old, I'm 54, and you've been sitting at a desk for eight hours a day for 30 years. That's a lot of time of being sedentary. And it doesn't just impact the muscles that move your body, but it impacts the muscle of your heart. As we age anyway, and then additionally become less active, the muscle in our heart's left ventricle, and that's the chamber that pumps the oxygen-rich blood back out to the body, becomes stiffer. The reason why that's significant is if there's a change in this ventricle that's and becomes stiffer, we aren't as effective at pumping blood out, and that can raise your blood pressure. So there's stiffening of body arteries everywhere with age and certainly with being sedentary. And then you combine that with this stiffer left ventricle, and it can really be the beginning of a harmful cardiovascular aging cycle. Dr. Aaron Bagish, the cardiovascular performance program at Harvard says, without intervention, this sets the stage for heart failure later in life. And he's talking about the changes in the heart muscle is when you have those changes. But with intentional training, you can strengthen your heart and even reverse some of the aging. The big solution is something a lot of us have been doing for many, many years, but we might have to be more intentional and that is cardiovascular exercise. So Dr. Bagish says, research continues to show that exercise is the best way to slow your heart's aging process. How does it do that? Well, when you exercise, there's an exertion required, and that exertion makes your heart pump more blood through the body to the muscles and the lungs. And that entire process, when repeated regularly, helps to relax the blood vessels over time so your heart is running more efficiently. And counter to when you're not moving a lot and becoming more sedentary, you can actually keep your blood pressure low. So the high blood pressure will occur when those vessels are restricted and less flexible, not as elastic. And then you exercise regularly, you're pumping more blood and the vessels are more relaxed because your heart is more efficient. New research from Columbia found that better cardiovascular health also resulted in a slower pace of biological aging. So biological aging is different than chronological. So chronological is I'm 54 years old, but my biological age could be 50 or it could be 60, depending on what's going on underneath inside the body. And this relationship that they showed at Columbia was that with specific training, the heart health improves and the biological aging slows down. So the research team looked at how people were eating, how they were active, sleeping, managing weight, managing the blood sugar and blood pressure, and conducted a score sheet from this checklist. And the big thing was that the biological age, on average, when people were 
doing well in all these categories, eating better, being more active, getting sleep, their biological age could be six years younger than their chronological age. Now, the biological age, again, is referring to what's happening in the cells, and it really refers to how old your cells are in relative to your chronological age. One of the best ways to impact your cells is, again, by keeping your heart healthy. Maintaining a good, strong heart has this amazing ripple effect. When you make changes to improve your cardiovascular health, ultimately, you're probably going to decelerate the body's aging process. And the good news is it doesn't matter if you haven't really been doing this stuff, and that's what this whole podcast is about. You make these small changes now, and it can have a big impact, and it can start to reverse some of the aging process that might have already been happening and improve it, and just to optimize your overall health and longevity. So right now, if just Google anything like what is the standard recommended cardiovascular dosage, it says about 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. So what is that going to do for your heart? Well, Dr. Bagish says you don't have to do anything in particular in terms of like you don't have to just run or go hiking or ride a bike. Your body's not going to know the difference. Your heart's not going to know the difference. What you want to do is do that moderate intensity exercise that gets your heart pumping and makes you sweat. If you haven't been doing cardio and you really want to up your game, pick something that you enjoy to a degree, right? We want to create a habit. This is part of our lifestyle to improve the aging heart, to make it strong. Let's look at one study split into two groups, 53 people, and they were aged 45 to 64. So this is in my age group. One of them was doing exercise cardio. One of them was not doing exercise. They were just doing like stretching. So they weren't raising their heart rate. And they did different levels of intensity for the non-control group, the cardio group. And they were doing like 95% of maximum heart rate for four minutes, followed by three minutes for recovery. They were doing moderate intensity where you break a sweat but hold a conversation, which you will come to know if you haven't already. That's zone two training. And then they did some other kind of recreational activities that still broke a sweat and got their heart rate up like power walking or playing tennis. Now, the people that were exercising for four to five 30-minute sessions a week improved their VO2 max, which is the maximum amount of oxygen your body can use during exercise. They improved it by 18%. And that's compared to the control group who were just doing stretching. They even said yoga, but I really, they do mean stretching. I mean, it was like no breaking a sweat. So no lit yoga. The exercise group also showed an average 25% improvement in the elasticity of that heart's left ventricle. I remember from the very beginning when I was talking about that, the importance of that being elastic is that you're going to have good efficiency and not high blood pressure. So not only was the VO2 a good marker for longevity and physical capacity, that improvement there, but this improvement of the elasticity made them realize that modern intensity exercise can change the heart structure and function for this group, which is an aging population because they're in their middle ages, so to speak. We want to extrapolate that and think, how can we apply this to ourselves? If we know that in this not long period of time, they really improve VO2 max, they improve the heart efficiency, the structure and function, how can we do that regularly? So we need to implement 
strong heart training. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. I'm trying to do it now, little by little. My husband's doing it full force and it's great, but we need to really know how important this is. What I think about is like the longevity, what's happening inside, right? I feel great when I'm doing it and sometimes I don't feel so great, but if I know what's happening underneath, that to me keeps me coming back. So it's very protective for the shape of our heart, but it also is helping all the systems run better. And this is why. So zone two in particular is what I'm going to talk about and what a lot of doctors are talking about because of its link to longevity as a human in your health span. So you're just improving um, the way you're living and for how long. So zone two is referring to the aerobic training that involves cardio work being done at a relatively low intensity for a longer period of time. And one doctor, Dr. Lux, who wrote the book Longevity Simplified, and he and Dr. Peter Atea have a lot of the same agreement about zone two training. Dr. Lux said that you want to have the intensity somewhere between 65 and 75% of your maximum heart rate. And Peter Atea goes and talks a little bit about the talk test and things like that. But here's the kicker. You want to have that duration somewhere between 45 minutes to three hours. Anything can qualify. Cycling, running, hiking, rucking, swimming, being on the treadmill, whatever it is, as long as you're able to maintain that particular exercise for at least 45 minutes. Now, zone two kind of sounds like the days of when I know I'd go into the gym and get on the stair stepper or whatever and just go for like 45 minutes or 60 minutes. It's been around. We've been doing it. It's just this kind of steady state cardio. What we want to pay attention to more now that I wasn't necessarily doing then is, again, what's happening underneath, meaning at the cellular level. Because a lot of times we might not stay in zone two in the same way, and that's going to impact the cellular health, specifically the mitochondria. First, you might remember this in school, in high school or not, but your cells in your body are all fueled by this thing called ATP. And your body has various systems that break down different fuel sources, fat, glucose, creatine, phosphate, and sometimes lactate. And all of those help to make ATP. How are we fueling ourselves so that we're operating? It's coming from ATP and our body has different ways of breaking down the fuel to create it. Fat is broken down slowly in your mitochondria. Now your mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And that's really important to realize to know mitochondria because stronger, healthier mitochondria are really important for longevity and aging. I want to share with you a little secret I have. This secret is this amazing skincare line that I've been using now for a year. Now, I am a product queen. It is the one thing I spend money on. I don't spend a lot of money on clothes, but I love products. And I love skincare products because I want my skin to really reflect and showcase how I feel inside. But this is honestly the best product I've ever tried. And I love the fact that it's vegan. It's all natural. You could literally eat it because it's totally organic. Herbal face food. It's the most potent anti-aging, multi-correction, antiviral skincare on the market. It's magic. I can't even describe it. I use a little bit of Serum One a few times a week and it tightens up my skin. And then it also 
kind of whitens it a little bit, makes it feel like all the sun damage disappears. But you can go for the serum two, which is like the correction, and that goes into the more sun damaged areas. So you're just going to have to try it for yourself. So go to the show notes and hit the link. Lara 20 is the code for 20% off herbal face food. I love it. I want to share it with you all. So fat is broken down slowly in the mitochondria, which is the power of the cell. And that process is using oxygen to turn fat into energy. Now, glucose is processed faster because it doesn't require oxygen to be broken down, and it's located in the cytoplasm of the cell, and that's outside of this mitochondria powerhouse. So just think of a little ball and then something around it. That's the cytoplasm. So that's readily available use, fuel, where you don't need oxygen, and your glucose is processed faster. So when the glucose is used for energy, the mitochondria are not stimulated. I'm only going through this so you can really understand why staying in and maintaining zone two is super important. So as your intensity increases in the workout, zone two tends to keep you under this a lactate threshold, which is where you'll shift from a zone two to zone three exercise and from burning fat for energy, which is happening in the mitochondria, versus going to burn glucose, which happens outside. Why is that important? Because most of the benefit of zone two is we're stimulating the mitochondria as much as possible by working in zone two range. If we work too hard, we go into zone three, we're using glucose for energy and we stop stimulating the mitochondria. And that's also when your blood lactate can increase a lot. So when you hear about lactate acid and soreness that can happen when that training is in the zone three. That isn't to say that don't ever go into zone three because there's ways of doing that in high intensity interval. But the huge secret that everybody's geeking out about with this zone two is how it's so uniquely capable of stimulating mitochondria. And the mitochondria, they're the powerhouse of the cell. If you have healthier mitochondria, you're going to be overall healthier. So again, this is what I'm talking about, like getting underneath the skin in the cells itself, understanding why and applying that. So we have five different zones that you can train in. Zone one's being the lowest and involves like barely anything, just getting around and walking around your house, that kind of thing. And then you have zone five is highest intensity. And this is like all out sprinting. And then you have those things in between. So in zone two, we're staying somewhere between 60 and 70% of maximum heart rate. And that again is summoning your fat to be converting energy more than glucose. Doesn't mean you don't sometimes go into that depending on you know, how much fat storage you get. But when the intensity of zone two is present, we're stimulating our mitochondria cells to function the most. And that really is what these scientists, these doctors are so excited about. It doesn't mean we don't go into zone three, zone four, zone five. There's different improvements there. But to improve our zone two, where we're really looking at this cellular function, the mitochondrial function, we need to stay there. The other thing is there's other benefits beyond the uh, cellular stuff. So the healthier our mitochondria are, the healthier you will be. That's what Dr. Lux says. Here's what he writes down, and this should be reason enough as well to keep your heart strong. Poor mitochondrial function is linked to heart disease, dementia, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cancer, and insulin resistance. 
And we want to avoid all that. None of them are great. And that we have healthier mitochondria, we can improve all that. A study published in Oxidative Medicine and Cellular Longevity found zone two training increases mitochondrial size, number, and function. So that means when we have these really efficient zone two workouts, we have better metabolic health and again, less likely to have heart disease, dementia, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cancer, and insulin resistance. But it doesn't just stop there. So that's the metabolic health. Zone 2 also helps us increase our endurance. When we train in zone 2, we're building mitochondrial density in the skeletal muscle, specifically in type 1 muscle fibers. And these are the fibers your body depends on during endurance activities. More mitochondria means we can be more efficient with processing fat, and that we can maintain that energy for longer without having to tap into glucose for energy. And the only way to improve that efficiency of using fat is to build the strong aerobic base. And we need to do that in zone two. The other thing it does is improves overall performance. Zone two training requires the lungs, the heart, all the blood vessels to work well together to deliver this oxygenated blood to the muscles. So as our heart gets stronger, it also becomes more efficient. And regular zone two training can help our heart rate be reduced, meaning at resting, if you have a lower heart rate, you're more efficient, and you can also increase your VO2 max. Zone two has also been shown to help with aid recovery because you're not going into the lactate state as much. You won't have as much of a tendency to overtrain or feel fatigued or feel sore. So it's just, in general, placing less cellular stress on the body in comparison to some other high-intensity activities. Now, I mentioned the talk test that Peter Atia talks about. This is the simple way of knowing if you're in zone two, but you can certainly get these heart rate monitors like my husband to really know you're in it. But the zone two talk test is that you should be able to talk while you're exercising. You can speak, but you probably couldn't just like sing a song. The way he says it, Lux says it, is if you can easily speak full sentences without having to pause, you're probably in zone one or two. If you can speak or sing but need to pause occasionally, you're in zone two. So you can sing, you just have to pause. And if you need to pause every few words, you're in zone three. So try that next time you're doing some cardiovascular work is like, can you talk to somebody who's next to you? Can you sing a few words from a line from a song, but not feel like you're having to stop and suck in breath? That probably means you're pushing into zone three. 60 to 90 minutes of zone two training is considered ideal by Lux. And I think Atiyah is in the same camp. You want to get this amount of time because, again, that's going to make your heart stronger, more efficient, and you'll have all those ripple down effects of a stronger heart. So how often should it be done? They're all about the same. Most will say three to four times a week. Some will say five or six. Dr. Huberman recommends 180 to 200 minutes a week. He also really is into strength and high-intensity training, and you need to fit that into your schedule. So. It's all kind of like what your overall intentions are. Like if you really want to focus on, I need to get my heart stronger, then you are going to prioritize zone two training. 
But if you want it to be that and other things, then you might do on the lower end of this, meaning like three days a week, four days a week. But according to Lux, zone two training should make up about 80% of your overall cardio training. And then another 20% can be for these high intensity workouts like interval training or even some power training that puts you in zone three. All right. So I am so psyched about this and I don't even have a heart rate monitor or anything like that. But I love the idea that we can just kind of use our talk test to figure it out. But if you want to get more specific, you can get a heart rate monitor. My husband has this now. He is doing zone two training. He's also doing some interval training and really uses the heart rate monitor for that. If you're going to start to incorporate other cardiovascular workouts that are bringing you out of zone two a little bit, you can blend some endurance in an interval training so that you get the maximum effect. And that's what Huberman was talking about, like zone two, but also getting into some intervals. There's a lot of examples of interval stuff, but I would just look it up for yourself because again, you want to pick out something that you can do, that you can continue to do regularly. This is needs to become a habit and this is a lifelong habit. So if we just go back to the very beginning and remember that with a strong heart, our heart itself is going to function better. Biological age can be decreased versus the chronological age. So we could be operating as a younger person from the inside out. And then it has this amazing effect on so many other things, the way we can prevent disease, the way it helps our brain, the way it helps our mitochondria and the impact of mitochondrial health, the way our heart is more efficient at rest because the elasticity of the vessels are more relaxed. All of these need to be remembered so that you can commit to this, having a stronger heart. And if you've been out of cardiovascular training or never really enjoyed it, again, try and pick something that you would like to do. And it can be like, okay, I like to walk outside. And then just add some load. Like I've added a rucking pack because that load will put more demand and put you more into zone two just by having a load on your back. Start small with that for sure. And pick a friend. I always think having accountability is great. Do what is going to work for you in your lifestyle, but don't put it off because that's what will happen with all of us. Like things at rest want to stay at rest. Things in motion want to keep in motion. And so we need to get our heart strong and prioritize our health. So make a schedule for yourself. Try and fit in anywhere from that 180 minutes to 200 minutes a week of zone two training. Then do all the other things as well. And know like when we do lit, we automatically are getting a lot into zone two because try talking as you're flowing and you'll see it like you can easily talk, but you might not be able to just not ever take a pause. Like you could say a few things and then you're going to have to recover because we're getting our weight through our hands, which increases our heart rate up. Inversions really do that. Weight through the hands in the form of plank also increases it because you're increasing your entire core activation. So that's going to require more not only neurological activation, but blood into the areas that are requiring more activation. And then moving around the mat, moving up and down, you're moving the joints, you're getting that mobility, but you're also increasing your heart rate. And then we typically will also add some plyo in there. So we get those moments of higher, probably zone two, probably not into full zone three, but sometimes a little bit of that. And that's good. We want our heart to be operating well. 
We want to be able to age and do the things we want to do and feel good from the inside out. So I hope this helped you. I'm sure you've been reading all about zone two training and longevity. And I did want to mention that Dr. Stacey Sims has written a little bit specifically for women because women do benefit from zone two, but not quite in the same way that men do. And a lot of these studies were not done with women. And what she says is zone two training is great, but we have different ways that we oxidize fat and She says we have greater metabolic flexibility to begin with, which is this ability to switch between fat and glucose. And so we don't need the zone two training in the same way that men need it. But I think all in all, it's still something that's beneficial for everybody. But I just wanted to put that out there if you wanted to read more about what Dr. Stacey Sims, who's incredible, says. So get your strong heart, encode the benefits of increasing cardiovascular fitness which are, again, maybe write them down or put them in your brain, increasing your lifespan, decreasing your biological aids, better quality of life, and reduced risk of some serious bummers like stroke, heart disease, diabetes, cancer. Typically, you're going to have a better mood because you're just operating better. And often, again, you're going to sleep better because all systems, metabolic, cellular, and otherwise, are performing more optimally. So let's do this together. Get your heart strong. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.litmethod.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.